Down to Football with your host, Colin Summer, brought to you by WHIP. Back, Down to Football's back. How's everyone doing? Hoping everyone's doing well. Sorry for the brief intermission. Got a lot of difficulties, but the podcast is back. And hopefully it'll be running smooth from here on. Whoever's listening, glad you're joining. You know, popping in, seeing what's going on. I'm happy to be back. It's been a good season so far, football. So yeah, let's let's get it. Let's get into everything. It was definitely a, an interesting week of football. A lot of a lot of good matchups, in my opinion. Two upsets. It was just a good week of football. Just a little bit of a recap. So the Falcons beat the Panthers. Uh, not much to really talk about in that game. It was kind of just eh. I mean, Thursday night football has kind of just been eh this year. Whoever does the scheduling, got to step your game up. I I was very intrigued by the Vikings-Packers game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't look too well. This game was Dalvin Cook's game. 220-plus scrimmage yards. Uh, he just absolutely obliterated the Packers single-handedly. He accumulated 24 of those 28 points because, you know, he had four touchdowns. Whoever has him in fantasy... You know what? Good for you. I happen to be playing him in fantasy. It's not a good week for me, but it's all right. There's a lot of ups and downs in fantasy football. It's a tight division up there. I mean, not really between... It's just between the Packers and the Bears, and I I personally don't think the Bears are legitimate contenders. I think their QB situation is what's slowing them down. I mean, I think their defense is phenomenal. Uh, I think David Montgomery hasn't had it well this year, but I don't think that's on him. You know, he gets the volume. He's not... I just think that... I see a lot of talent in him. I, I see... He, he breaks tackles. He stiff arms. I, I think he's a good running back. I just think he's in kind of a poor situation right now. It's literally only him in that backfield. But, but I'll get to the Bears in a minute. But yeah... 28-22, Vikings, good game for Dalvin Cook, not much else to be said. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow's a happy man. Titans are a very good team, couldn't get it done against the Bengals. I know Derrick Henry had another good game, but but you know what, good for Joe, Joe Burrow. I, I know, you know, after LSU, he had an amazing season at LSU. He's, he's used to winning and going to the Bengals. It's tough. It's definitely tough for somebody who's who considers himself a winner. Um, I, I do see a lot of bright spots. I think T Higgins has been absolutely phenomenal this year. Him and Burrow are, they're already developing a great connection. That's great. I'm not really too sure how I feel about AJ Green. He hasn't really done much this year. I personally don't think he'll still be on the Bengals after this year. He's going to want a big contract. He's getting, he's getting up there in age. I don't think he'll get a big contract. I guess we'll see what happens, but big win for the Bengals. Chiefs, uh, Chiefs first chats. Not much to be said here. Uh, except for the fact so Patrick Mahomes had five touchdowns. That's one more touchdown than the Jets have had all season. I guess the tank for Trevor Lawrence is on. I am not a big fan of Sam Darnold, but to be fair, he has never played behind a good offensive line. Le'Veon Bell was a bust of a signing. The weapons aren't there. The defense isn't, isn't, I mean, it's the Chiefs, so they're going to put up points, but I don't think their defense is horrible. I just truly don't think that that drafting Trevor Lawrence would actually do anything here. I don't think dra- drafting Trevor Lawrence would do much for them. I, you bring Trevor Lawrence in, he's just going to be in the same situation as Darnold. I think the primary issue is Adam Gase. I don't think Adam Gase is a very good NFL coach, and I think a lot of people would agree with that. I'm just going to move on from this game. It was just pure domination from the Chiefs. They look 
they look great. What else is to be expected? Colts. Colts versus Lions. Colts win by 20 points, 41-21. Honestly, I think they could fight for the division. I think they could fight for the division. I think the Titans are a very, very good team. I think they got a lot going for them. But, you know, they, they drop a game to the Bengals, and, they, you know, it's a two-score game. I, I think the Colts—I don't know. I just—I'm not sold on Phillip Rivers. Uh, he hasn't looked great this year. He hasn't looked awful this year. I, I think the one thing the Colts have going for them is that I know their offensive line is great, but I don't think they've been as great as they were last year, at least. Jonathan Taylor. I, I, I apologize to those who have him in fantasy football. I also have him in fantasy football. Once Marlon Mack got hurt, I thought, okay, this guy's going to take off. There's no reason he shouldn't win offensive rookie of the year. I, I mean, he's one of the best college running backs I've personally seen. You know, at Wisconsin, he was an absolute beast. I just think that Frank Reich doesn't really know how to use him that well. You know, last game, it seems like, I don't think it's a commit. It basically is a committee because I, I do like Wilkins, Jordan Wilkins, and I like Naeem Hines a lot. I think they're two very talented players. I think it's hard to keep them off the field at times. I mean, you saw a spectacular play down the sideline from Naeem Hines for a touchdown yesterday. He had a nice little spin move, and uh, Jordan Wilkins was just doing phenomenal on the ground. You know, he had I think he had 20 carries for 89 yards, something like that. He, he just had a great day. Uh, I don't think there's any reason to not use them, but I think you know, drafting as good of a running back as Jonathan Taylor is, and then, you know, in the second round, and then not using him like he should be used. To me, that's very, very questionable. The Colts are still winning. They're getting it done, so I'm not going to complain. Good for them. Steelers versus Ravens. Now, I think, personally, this was uh, the best game of the week. They have a great rivalry. I do. I have, I mean, I'm a Saints fan. I'm, I don't really have anything to do with them, but I do think that, you know, as a football fan, I think this is a great rivalry. It's always, like, it's always interesting. Something's always happening. You know, small little fights, big hits. The Steelers' defense, uh, they didn't do much offensively. They had a pick six at one point. Uh, I know Lamar had a couple turnovers. I think the biggest thing, biggest takeaway from this game is that Lamar does not look well throwing the ball this year. Uh, the one thing that you can take, the positive that you can take away from the Ravens is that their run game, I mean, they're very, they can, they can just tear down a defense, make them tired so quickly. Steelers are the best, if not top three, for run defense. And Gus Edwards, he averaged very well. They had, I know they had well over 150 yards. I, no, actually, they had well over 200 yards rushing. Lamar, you know, with his typical living, you know, he usually gets like 50-plus a game. J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins filled in very, very, very well against a tough matchup uh, in place of Mark Ingram. I like that. I think... I think it's obvious that J.K. Dobbins is going to replace Mark Ingram. Now, when Mark Ingram comes back from his ankle injury, he's still going to get touches. I mean, he, I, I love Mark Ingram. You know, I'm a Saints fan. He'll still be used. But I think, especially against a tough defense, I think this shows you how good of a player J.K. Dobbins is. And I think he's going to look good. He's going to look good in their offense in the future once it's just him and maybe someone else. The Steelers end up winning. So that's that. Dolphins upset two was first game, first win, actually. Uh, as a starting quarterback. Now, Tua didn't look great, but he didn't have to look great. The defense was just obliterating the Rams. J they made Jared Goff look like a rookie quarterback. Tua passed his first touchdown, a little nice three-yard slant to uh, Devontae Parker. There was pass interference on it, but Devontae Parker made a, a phenomenal catch. I think that it's just, a, like I said, Tua didn't need to do much in this game. And I, th and I think he knew that. I think the coaches knew that. I don't think they were scripting up something where it would be, you know, pass-heavy once they took a, a nice lead early in the game. Uh, I think that would be kind of pointless. Um, 
Man, we still got a couple more, a lot of games to cover here. Bills Patriots. I'm just going to sum up the rest of these pretty quickly. So, Bills Patriots. Patriots were looking to come back. Bills hold them off. Cam Newton, costly, very, very costly fumble at the end of the game. Patriots not looking so well without Tom Brady. And I think that's a bad look on Bill, but Bill Belichick. But at the same time, yeah, there's really no one great offensively on the Patriots. I mean, Edelman's out, so who's their number one receiver? Nikhil Harry's out, too. Who's that? Jacoby Myers? I, I just, there's not much they can really do. I mean, the defense is usually pretty good, but it's just not the same. It doesn't feel the same without Tom Brady. I'm sure, I'm sure Bill Belichick's feeling that. Raiders-Browns, this was just a super ugly game. It was super windy. Um, I had to go run heavy for most, most of the game. I know Josh Jacobs had... 31 touches, I believe, 31 carries and a couple of catches. I like the Raiders this year. This wasn't really an impressive win, but I think the Raiders are, uh, I think they're better than people think. Chargers Broncos, unfortunately, Justin Herbert, you know, he threw two picks. It is what it is. Chargers blow it in the last second. KJ Hamler catches uh, his first career touchdown, I believe, uh, for the game. 31-30 Broncos. Next game kind of had me dying. Saints Bears. Oh, this was so hard to watch. The Saints secondary makes me really sad. You know, sometimes they can make a huge play, but man, they they are just they just let up so many big plays. Like it's it's just it's just bad. And my God, it was so hard, so hard to watch the defense play on third down because every and, and you know I kept saying this. I'm like, all right, well it's third down. They got them where they want them. They don't want to get the first down on or a first down on first down or second down. No, they don't. Because the Saints always blow it on third down, and it sucks. But they end up coming out with the win. Uh, not much you can really do offensively in that game. I mean, the Bears are a really great defense. They they have a really good defense, in my opinion. And Saints are missing Manuel Sanders, Michael Thomas. I, they miss. They were missing their top three receivers, so they, it's not really much that could be done. But they they escape with a win, so that's you know, that, as a Saints fan, that's good. Uh, Seahawks 49ers, Seahawks, what else is there to say? They were missing their top three running backs. Chris Carson was out. Uh, Carlos Hyde, I believe, was out. Dallas was out. So, or no, Dallas was in. Travis Homer was out. Now, last week, Tyler Lockett, for those who have him in fantasy, I'm sure you know this, but he had 15 catches, 200 yards, three touchdowns, and then he takes a backseat, or DK took the backseat to him, and then it's vice versa this week. DK had... I think 12 catches, 160 yards. He had two touchdowns. You pretty much know it's going to be one or the other, or even both, you know, in a high-scoring game. But one of them is going to do well. Uh, we've, we've seen that pretty much all year. Cowboys-Eagles, look, I, I remember, I, I'm friends with a lot of Eagles fans, and, and if you're listening to this, I'm very, very sorry. But that, you know, might have been a win in the scorebooks, but that that's a poor win. The Cowboys have starting quarterback Ben DiNucci. And that's exactly why they were held to nine points. Their offense did nothing. But the Eagles' offense against Dallas, I mean, Dallas' defense must be one of the worst in the league. One of the worst in the league. And you only put up, because I'm pretty sure they, I know they had a fumble recovery touchdown. So that's six points. Man, you're talking like less than 20 points from the offense against that defense. I think that's really sad. But then again, I think that really just sums up uh, the NFC East as a whole. There's not really much else I can really say. I mean, Wentz got Dallas Goddard back. He got Jalen Rager back. There's no reason that this offense shouldn't have taken a commanding lead early in the game and just closed it out with no problems, but it took them way too long. I think that was a little bit of a disappointing victory for the Eagles. And then Buccaneers versus Giants. We had a very, very questionable call at the end of the game. Two-point conversion. So Dan- Danny Dimes brings him down the field. 
gets a touchdown. All they need is a two-point conversion to win. Now, people are saying it's not P.I. Pierre. People are saying it is P.I. From what I saw, I think it's P.I. I think that the, the cornerback didn't play the ball. I think the ball got to the receiver before. I mean, it's so, it's so close. It's really hard to judge. But in that critical, I think there was more evidence leading to P.I. than there was not leading to P.I., if that makes sense. Fortunately, the Giants continue to lose. I, You know, I don't think they're, their season just hasn't gone well. Danny Dimes still isn't doing very well. He's very, very turnover happy, unfortunately, for them. So, you know, I'm sure they're missing Saquon. The offensive line still isn't holding up well. I'm very shocked that they, they held their own in this game. It was just a very unfortunate outcome. Of, you know, because of what happened at the end of the game. But that's it for this week's recap. You know, I, I hope we have a nice, good week of football next week. We'll see what happens. A lot of good matchups. You know, for me as a Saints fan, we got Saints versus Bucks division matchup. Whoever wins that game takes the division lead. Definitely looking forward to that. I'm very, very nervous. I hope Michael Michael Thomas is back for that game. So I guess we'll see. I guess we could talk about maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit of uh, fantasy football if everyone's down. Well, I already mentioned it. So, Dalvin Cook had an absolutely crazy, insane day. Yeah, so Dalvin Cook, uh, phenomenal. Phenomenal effort. I think I think the Vikings handled that very well. They kept him out as a precaution against Arizona, against Atlanta because they knew they had a bye next week. Let him heal up. He was dealing like with a, with a uh, minor, minor groin injury. And, they you know, he comes back this week against Green Bay. Nice division matchup. He had 30 carries for 162 yards, three rushing touchdowns. Two catches for 63 yards, receiving touchdowns, and I saw a lot of the plays he was making. He's just so explosive, and, and when he's healthy, he's so good, and, and he's very, just very, very reliable. Definitely one of the young stars of this league, one of the best running backs in the game right now. Unfortunately, I seem to play everyone that had a great week in fantasy, because I, I played against Dalvin Cook, and I also played against DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf, 12 catches, 161 yards, two touchdowns. If you have him, I mean, he's a plug-and-play every single week. Every single week. There's no reason he shouldn't be in your starting lineups. Same with Dalvin Cook. Russell Wilson. I mean, as good as ever. He, <laughs> I loved it. I loved when uh, when DK Metcalf was finishing his interviews. Like, yeah, Russ for MVP train. It's back. I, I think that. I, I like that. I like the chemistry they have over there in Seattle. I think this is. A, I, I want to say that the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. But I, I, I truly think that the Seahawks are just as good. The Seahawks defense is definitely, eh, but they're you know they could still come around. I don't think there's anyone saying that they can't. I, I just think that they're a very very good team, and I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't deny that. Yeah. So let's talk about some young performers here. So so J.K. Dobbins, I was mentioning earlier, he had 15 rushes for 113 yards, no touchdowns, just just scoreless uh, yards. Good for him. You know he he definitely adds a lot of value to the run game. I think they have a good. I mean I've already said this like. You know, when I was covering the uh, Steelers-Ravens. They have a very... That, that's the thing with the Ravens. They can run the ball no matter what. But the problem is when Lamar needs to throw the ball, he's not throwing it very well. So that tends to be an issue at times. I'm not seeing a lot of standout performers in fantasy this week. Oh, you had Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, he, well, he had only had 53 yards, but he had two touchdowns. Oh, no, he had three touchdowns. Okay, so that's, that's, a, nice, that's a nice game for him. Okay. Uh, Dallas. So... So, DJ Dallas has to fill in. He had 18 rushes for 41 yards and a touchdown. Not great. But he had five catches for 17 yards, which is also not great, and a receiving touchdown. But the five catches in a PPR formatted league, that really helps. The two touchdowns help. So, 
if you plugged and played him this week out of desperation for another player, that that was a good that was good. That was a good idea. Uh, I know Robert Woods had a very good week as well. He had a touchdown, and then he had two rushed two times for nine yards and a touchdown. I don't know what it is with the Rams, but he's rushed the ball a lot this year. I think he's on pace for over 30 rushes. That's what I saw the other day. Yeah, he's on pace for over 30 rushes as a, as a receiver. That's cool. Who else had a great game? Uh, Cooper Cup, he finally broke out a little bit, but that's, I don't want to say, I actually don't want to say he broke out. So the Rams, as we know, so the Dolphins jumped out to a very, very early lead. And that could be exactly why Cooper Cup had 21 targets, caught 11 of them. So just over 50% catch percentage for 110 yards. You know, that that's a so, that is a solid week. It just seems to me, unless unless they're from, coming from behind, he ha- he hasn't been very good this year. So he's definitely hard to trust. I, w- I would probably rank him like volume-based wide receiver three. I don't think I could put him any higher than that. I still think Robert Woods is better than him personally. Tight ends. So Travis Kelsey had 109 yards. That was a season high for him. He also grabbed the touchdown. He had a nice, nice performance. Tight ends have been absolutely brutal this year outside of... I'm sorry for Kittle owners. He's out for eight weeks. That's very, very unfortunate. Unlucky, but not much, you know, you can really do about that. But tight ends have been absolutely brutal this year. Absolutely brutal this year. Outside of Waller, I mean, Gronk's kind of coming around. Travis Kelsey's always consistent. But Kelsey Waller, are your top, I would say, are your top two right now. Mark Andrews has been good. But there just hasn't been anyone. Tight ends just... I. It, Easily is at thinnest position this year. So if you got a decent tight end, you should be grateful. I can't say the same for my leagues. And the last person I want to note, Patrick Mahomes. If you have him, if you drafted him early, if you got him a steal in a later round, not like late, late round, but maybe like third or fourth round, good for you. This guy's going to put up points all year. You don't have to ever worry about him not putting up points. He just, he always never fails to amaze me. 416 yards and five touchdowns. Absolutely incredible. I, I love Patrick Mahomes. I'm not even a Chiefs hand, but I just think he's just so entertaining to watch. Like, and I feel like you can't deny that. Um, Actually, I'm going to know one more player. People who uh, decided to potentially play him back-to-back with Gio Bernard without Joe Mixon there. He's filled in very, very nicely. He's filled in very, very nicely. He's got over 20 points in PPR leagues in the last two weeks. You know what? Good for him. I, I used to like Giovanni Bernard a long time ago. Maybe not, not a long time ago. Maybe like four or five years ago when he was a running back one. And to see that he's still there and, you know, he got a, an opportunity just to fill in for Joe Mixon. And he did. He's doing well. I mean, they're going on by this week, so Mixon's likely to come back after. But, but you know what? Good for him. To end it off with fantasy, so kind of want to bring up some maybe potential uh, plug and plays anyone that could potentially still be on waiver wire some and you know that have good matchups this coming weeks so I know San Francisco to me is a team to stay away from when it comes to fantasy they have so many injuries like okay so Garoppolo's out now Kittle's out now so what do they really have Debo Samuel still out I don't know if he's coming back next week Although, I will say, Brandon Ayuk could end up being a very, very nice keeper at the end of this year. So, if you have him, hang on to him. He might have some down games, but he the volume is there. I like him. I like him a lot. So, a plug-and-play to me, if he's on waivers, Christian Kirk. He was one of the hottest receivers before going into the bye. In PPR formats, he was putting he put up 10.9, 12.8, 22.6, and then 20.7. He's not getting a ton of looks 
not a ton of receptions, but he's he's getting all these red zone targets and a lot of touchdowns in the last two weeks. He's had four touchdowns. So if you have him or if he's on waiver, I would definitely try and pick him up. This is more of a boom or bust type play, but I think Jamichael Hasty could end up doing well. So Dalvin Cook just absolutely gashed the Packers. 49ers and Green Bay face mat they match up on Thursday. Tevin Coleman's looking to be out. He just he just came back. I feel bad for the guy. He just came back from injury. Like he is likely to still be out. Or he, he, he got hurt and now he's gonna be out for next week, most likely. He's doubtful right now. Jerick McKinnon is quote unquote, according to Kyle Shanahan, dealing with tired legs. I don't really know. What that means, I'm assuming because uh, Raheem Mooster was hurt early, Jeremy, Jarek McKinnon was getting all the touches, so I guess he's just tired. I don't know. I think that's kind of weird, a weird way to put it. So, um, I don't think Dalvin Cook, I don't think Jamichael Hasty's going to replicate what Dalvin Cook did, but he could, you know, for a plug-and-play, for desperation play, he might not be a bad idea. Justin Jackson, I don't know if, I don't think Eckler's going to come back next week, but I think I, I they, they keep using Pope and Josh Kelly in uh, Los Angeles with the Chargers. But I think easily Justin Jackson is, is the most athletic, most versatile. He can do anything for them. He, he's To me, he, his, he's the most talented. But I think uh, so far in his entire career, it's been everything related to injury that's held him down. But this past week against the Broncos, who do have who have a good rush defense. He rushed 17 times for 89 yards and uh, also had 53 receiving yards. He had 142 total yards. I You could definitely plug and play him if Eckler's still out, if nobody has him. That might be it for who I would suggest. I'd definitely stay away from... I'm assuming if you have T.Y. Hilton, he's safe to drop. He gets injured. He's just not good in that offense anymore. He's a little bit older. Doesn't get any looks. So this is probably going to be the end of the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed I'm still working out how I'm going to go about the podcast for future weeks. I definitely want to create a structure that's enjoyable for everyone who listens. You know, I'll keep bringing up fantasy football, talk about recaps. You know, I might do special segments. We'll, I'll uh, work out those kinks and bumps and we'll get it done. And I just, I just want to make this the best podcast possible for you guys. So hope you guys enjoyed listening. And one last question. Are you down to football? <laughs>